This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to The Church Boys Freefall Q&A. It's Billy Hollowell here with The Church Boys Podcast, and I have Keith Getty on the line. How you doing today, Keith? Fantastic, Billy. Glad to be in New York City. Yeah, well, you know, we, I think it was last year, I was just saying to you before we before we started recording that we, we chatted last year and we had a great interview. Um, obviously, your past and your present as, as an amazing, uh, wonderful hymn writer and Christian songwriter is well documented. And you guys are in New York. Um, actually, you came at a great time. It's December, but for some reason, it feels like it's the spring here. I mean, we have not oh, had any cold weather. <laughs> it's, not, it's absolutely perfect. It is. It is. You came. You came at the right time. Um, now, you guys are performing tomorrow night. You have a performance, um, "Joy in Irish Christ." Um, I'm sorry, Irish Christmas concert tour. This is uh, part of that tour. It's tomorrow night at Carnegie Hall. Tell me a little bit about this show. Um, what people can expect from it. What you guys bring them. Sure. Well, the show is um, it's a it's a it's a musical celebration of Christmas. The first half um, is is inspired, I guess, by an Irish festival, or it's a, it's really a festival of of, of virtue of street music. We, everything is built around carols. It's the only Christmas show, I guess, that is around carols rather than songs about Frosty and Santa. Um, so the first half is high energy, instrumental dance and solo um, pieces. Um, you get to meet all the participants. Quite a number of um, uh, people in the band and guest artists. Tomorrow night we got John Patitucci, the legendary jazzer, and making special appearances with the band, uh, as well as a phenomenal uh, New York choir. And in the second half, we, um, we we sing through the Christmas story. It becomes like a sort of a festival of lessons and carols. So in the second half is a takes us through the Christmas story, um, and, and we sing carols, and the congregation get to sing carols as well. That's awesome. That that is great. And you know, what better time, obviously, of year than to be than to be considering these things. And I think one piece of this, though, that is fascinating to me is you guys are including a song, a hymn that is quite different. I imagine from other shows that you've done, other Christmas shows you've done. Can you can you talk to me a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, it's, well, this this year is the 150th anniversary of the China Inland Mission. Um, most people wouldn't have heard of it. It was heard by Michael Hudson Taylor. And um, it was in the 1930s, it was actually this week in 1934, 81 years ago, um, two of their missionaries, they were graduates from a a school called Moody Bible College in in, in Chicago. Um, Two of them were John and Betty Stam, brilliant young couple, one was a published writer, and they were were beheaded that week by the communist government in China. And uh, so this week, this week was is represents uh, an anniversary of that. And um, we felt just given the given the the fear around the world at the minute, um, that it would be an important thing uh, and, a, and a helpful thing for us to remember that because it was a beautiful carol written in the aftermath of their death. It's interesting where this persecution happens around the world. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, oftentimes there is a hymn which galvanizes. And this was a hymn called "Thou Who Was Rich Beyond All Splendor." It's a beautiful, beautiful carol, and Kristen sings it. Ravana's never plays it, and it's, it's just quite stunning. And you know the history behind that. Um, clearly, he was you know so so hurt and moved by what had happened that he wrote the song. Do you? Um, did it? Feel, was it a hard decision to include it? Is you know how do you balance that? I guess with. 
um, the notion of Christmas and, and people, you know, the way we think about Christmas, I think commercially, at least it's, it's all of these, you know, we're, we're ha- giving gifts and it's happy and everybody is overjoyed, which is great that, you know, the overjoyed piece is, is great about Christmas, but you know, even the Christmas story itself has some elements to it that, you know, there, that there was a little bit of chaos going on and a little bit of, um, some of that going on that we don't always, I think, think about in, in culture. Was it a tough decision to, you know, put a song like this with so much emotion, considering what's been going on in a Christmas show? Yeah, it was, it was an interesting decision. A lot of people reacted differently to it. But for me, there was two outstanding factors. And that is, and that is, that's the reality of humanity. And that's the reality of the story. So, I mean, the reality of humanity is, and for everyone who goes to a Christmas concert feeling happy and thinking about presents and love and all this kind of stuff, for someone else, Christmas is amplifying memories that are sad. Christmas is going home to a table that's missing one. Christmas is missed opportunities and another year on and frustrated and, you know, and, 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 and lost dreams. And so I, I'm aware that, that in a concert at any time, Probably one in five people is hurting considerably in Christmas. At Christmas, it's all the more magnified. And the second thing is, the whole point of the lessons and carols service is that it, that it tells the whole story. The first half of the show is high energy. It is hilarious. It is brilliant. It is exhilarating. The second half of the show is supposed to tell the whole story. And of course, Christ was born at a time of extraordinary genocide. Christ himself, obviously, what died for his faith. Um, so, so you have so to parallel the story and tell the story. The story finishes with a bright, happy ending. The story finishes; it resolves in a positive way that we understand the good triumphs over evil. Um, but there is that moment, and I think often in Christian art, the, the insecurity of the Christian community, especially in the West, is such that they try to make people feel happy without giving them the whole story. And so, and so, Christianity naturally becomes this kind of cookie cutter answers. Which, which really ultimately don't satisfy. Christianity isn't there for for all of us to feel happy. It's not there for all of us to feel fulfilled. It's not there for all of us to have our best life now. Christianity is is the story of taking up our cross to something that is much richer and much fuller. But it's but it's not about us. Now, in the show, when when this song is when this hymn is performed, do you is there an explanation? Is there a visual to go with it? Is there anything that sort right. of Leads people. No, I, I, I tell I tell the story, but I tell the story from the point of view that people need a song at all times, in times of triumph, in times of celebration, and in times of tragedy. People need a song because that song actually galvanized that community. The story of China is that when the Stams were killed, there were less than one million Christians in China. It is official now. There are over eighty million <laughs> Christians in China. And most social commentators believe it's over 100 million Christians in China. And so you're looking at what is the most spectacular missionary movement in the history of the world happening in an atheist-driven state over the past 80 years. Now, our media doesn't tell us those kind of stories, and yet that's, that's, just, that's just leading on straight facts. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's a story that I I knew very little bit about. And I think that's what you just spoke to is probably the reason why that's the case. And I think it's, so you actually tell the story and and you have the song there. Um, Why do you think it's important for people? I think a lot of us are going to be distracted in the next couple of weeks, again, by all of the 
all of the gift giving and, and hopefully church attending and focusing on Christ. But, you know, why do you think it's important that we remember what others are going through right now who share our, our same faith in other places around the world? Well, Christianity isn't, isn't a philosophy. It's not a religious practice. Christianity isn't a, 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 a how-to do something better in life or a, self, a self-improvement scheme. Christianity is being part of a family. It's being part of a solidarity. And so it's important that as we sit down this Christmas and remember Christ coming, um, that we realize that for many believers in the world, just to survive Christmas will be something they will be extraordinarily thankful for. Yeah, I think it's, um, and I really commend you guys for putting this in there, A, because that's extremely important what you just said, but B, there's a lesson here that can be learned, I think, um, a historical lesson here that can be learned, especially about a country where um, so much movement and development is happening on the faith front. So um, I appreciate that. And what are you, what are you hoping people leave the show feeling? And then the last thing, you know, sort of attached to that is where are you guys going next after New York? Um, well, the tour continues. So I think for for everyone, we want people to leave having taken two hours out of the rush of Christmas and rediscovered the story. First of all, first of all, rediscovered the story just by hearing incredible versions of carols by world class musicians in the first half, but also just to relive through the story again and re remind us that this. That this gospel story that Christmas comes to bring um, is life transformative for all of us, for all of our families, for all of our communities, for all of our cities, and indeed for the world, even in the situation, even in the circumstances we're in. Um, the tour continues after this. We play after New York with a day off, with a day off before and after New York, and then nine nine more concerts in ten days. Wow. <laughs> so you guys aren't. You, what you're saying is you guys aren't busy at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we play. We play on on, on, on Sunday. We play and we play in the, well, on Monday. We play a show in the Severance Hall in Cleveland, which is being recorded by Moody as their Christmas Eve broadcast this year. Uh, we're playing some stunning halls, including including uh, the Fox Theatre in Atlanta uh, on Monday week, and then it always finishes every year at Sever at, at the Skirmerhorn Symphony Center in Nashville. Well, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on today. And as always, we love having you on. I hope to have you on again soon. Well, listen, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and I, I, look, I look forward to perhaps we'll, get, perhaps we'll get a conversation face-to-face next time we're in New York. Absolutely. I hope so.